I'm Lauren Smith, also known as the Sorority Nutritionist. I'm a weight loss coach and registered dietitian that knows exactly how to help you lose 10, 20, 30, or more pounds all while having fun. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women from around the world look and feel amazing by following my proven framework. Victoria is a 25-year-old fit babe from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She is a registered dental hygienist and a former dance teacher. Victoria followed Lauren for months until one day she had enough and really wanted to change her body. She took the leap and joined the sorority nutritionist family with a goal to lose 10 to 15 pounds to feel better standing beside her best friend as a bridesmaid in her wedding. Less than one month into coaching, Victoria realized she didn't just have to fit into her bridesmaid dress. Her weight loss goals took on a new meeting when her now fiance proposed. She's now planning her wedding for December 2020. Fingers crossed. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, how are you? I'm amazing. And I'm so glad you're here. I am knocking on wood as we speak all around me. Um, <laughs> praying your wedding doesn't get canceled with all this crazy coronavirus stuff. Yeah, me too. We'll see. It's wild. <laughs> Anything I forgot from your amazing bio? I don't think so. I think you you did a good job. That made me sound good. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's so fun reading the bio, isn't it? Well, let's dive right in. I know this is the first episode I am ever recording with a past client who's learned my method and that I've gotten the opportunity to work with, which is so amazing. So this is going to be very, very special. But I would love for you to share with the listeners a little bit more about where you started out to where you are now, because your journey is so inspirational. And I know it's going to inspire the listeners out there today. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I know I don't want to just jump out there with weight, but I started out whenever I found you weighing like 140 pounds. I'm like five, two. I danced my whole life. I was always really active. So that was like the biggest I'd ever been in my life. And I'm not like saying some people weigh 140 pounds. They look great. Like everyone's different, but that was just something for me that it was just really hard seeing that on the scale and just how I felt. I was tired. I didn't look good. <laughs> I felt really uncomfortable in my own skin and my clothes and pictures. So I was in dental hygiene school whenever I started gaining all the weight. It was pretty rough. I was eating out a lot. I really love to cook though, but I stress eat. So I like wanted the Chick-fil-A and the canes and go and get ice cream and stuff because it made me feel better. So I really just, I don't know, I felt really bad about about myself. I even went to Disney World with my boyfriend And I just like started crying on our way to dinner because I felt so terrible in like my outfit. And he was like, you look fine. And I was like, I don't. So like we turned around, I went, I changed. Like, I don't know. I just, it's always with anxiety, like going shopping, putting on clothes to go do things. So yeah, I just was like over how I felt. So that's like where I started. Yeah. That is literally amazing. And hold up, we need to rewind this a little bit because the part where you just said about being at Disney and not liking the way you look, literally crying and having your now fiance be like, no, you're beautiful. Like, of course, yes, ladies, your man should say you are beautiful, no matter what the frick the scale says, like you, you, they should, they should love you inside and out. But the reality is hearing like you're just beautiful, that is not solving the problem of you not feeling comfortable and confident in your body. And it's not to say that you have to lose weight, but if you want to lose weight, like that's what inspired Victoria to go out and pursue losing 10 pounds. And I mean, now kind of where you're at now, you feel so much more confident and amazing in your body just because I know you, but 
for your listeners, how has your body image perspective of like yourself and how you look changed since losing 10 pounds, over 10 pounds, actually? Yeah, I lost another pound this week. I know I didn't tell you that yet. So we haven't talked yeah. about that. But yeah, I lost about 10 pounds in two months. But I just totally feel like a new person. Don't really hide in pictures anymore. I would always stick to wearing like one type of dress. It's like fitted around the waist and then flows out. But like now I've like bought dresses for my wedding to wear to parties that are more like tight. Not that I like always want to wear tight clothes, but like I feel comfortable in it now. I don't feel like, oh gosh, I look terrible. I'm overly critical of myself though, but I've gone out to the, yeah, gone out to the lake, like by the pool and I wear my swimsuit now and I'm not like embarrassed of myself. So I don't know. I just feel better and I'm not so tired anymore. I've started working out like two to four times a week again. I don't have anxiety when I go shopping anymore, trying on clothes. And I just overall, I feel like it's become like a lifestyle change and a a habit that I don't really have to think about. I just kind of plan my meals out or if I go out to eat, I just know what to do without even having to think about it. And that's what I like. That is literally amazing because when you are trying to lose weight and especially like thinking long-term into that maintenance phase, like you don't want to be stressing out so much about every single bite of food that you're putting into your body. Like that is mainstream dieting, but that isn't the reality of what weight loss should really look like. You know, you're at the place where you literally don't even stress about food. Like you have all this empty brain space because all the brain space that was taken up by dieting before is now you worrying about, you know, what outfit am I going to like the best? I have so many to choose from. Which is like the best problem to have ever, girlfriend. Um, I know. But it's been so amazing seeing your your transformation. Now, thinking back to day one, like when you first found me, I know you followed me for some time, you had mentioned, but when you first found the sorority nutritionist and decided, you know, I'm sick and tired of the way I look and crying when I'm on vacation because I hate hate my body and how I feel in it. What What were some of like the biggest struggles you faced on day one when it came to eating for your goals? I guess like my relationship with food was pretty bad. Not that I, I, I generally ate pretty healthy, but I was always overeating. Like I would go to dinner and I wouldn't stop when I was full because I felt like pressured to finish what I was eating or pressure to eat the appetizer because your friend wants to eat it. Just things like that, that I didn't, I wasn't confident enough in myself to like say, Hey, no, I don't want to do that. Hey, no, I'm not hungry. And I like had the treat yourself mentality. Like oh, I got an A on my test today. Like I'm going to get caned or I did find it at school and I didn't cry. So I'm going to like treat myself to this. So I just am overall, I'm a stress eater and I do it to treat myself, but can't treat yourself every day. You end up gaining too much weight, which I saw because that's what happened because I just was stress eating my way into thinking that I was like doing something good for myself, but it was really terrible for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually such a powerful statement because oftentimes we think just about the journey from the highest weight to the lowest weight, but what got you to the place where you were 140 pounds and you struggled with your relationship with food? How did you get there? I think it was the stress, like the stress and the overeating because I mean, my grandma's like that too. She's a stress eater. I think that's where I get it from. But I just like, anytime I get stressed, I just want to be like munching on something. I know other people have the opposite reaction where like they don't want to eat at all. But I like find comfort in like chips and Coke and just all the bad things. And I think like hygiene school got to me because I was living an hour and a half away from home. Like I'm on my own. Like I love cooking, but you're trying to study and juggle all these different things and relationships and friendships. And it's just easier to go out to eat or you already went out to eat 
for lunch, but then your friends call you and they want to go out to eat for dinner. And it's like hard to say no. So I really think that's what got me. It's like I was eating out like multiple times a day, like almost daily. And that's just, there's so much hidden stuff in food. When you go out to eat, you don't even realize it. So I think that's where it caught up with me. Absolutely. And knowing Victoria very personally, and for you, babes, you're going to kind of hear a little bit more about her story and the diet she was on before, but hearing how your lifestyle to how you got to 140 pounds was so treat yourself. Like you had that mindset of having those fun foods all the time, which of course fun foods can fit. I mean, I'm the queen of wanting people to have fun foods and fit it into their lifestyle. But also like if you're treating yourself every day and not losing weight, I mean, come on, something also has to change. Like we can't (laughs) neglect some of the really healthy and nutritious foods that are more calorie controlled and everything. But knowing that that diet you kind of were on before that caused the yeah. weight gain, it's so it's so different than all the programs you tried to lose the weight, right? Those programs were so restrictive. I remember us talking about them and, and some of the ones that you really epically failed at, I remember. So what were some of the diets you followed before you learned like the sorority nutritionist weight loss method? So I tried a few different things. I did do like the whole 30. I got a lot of cookbooks for that. And I actually really did enjoy the taste of those meals and actually cooking them. They're very clean and they are very, very yummy, but like it's way too difficult to maintain that constantly. You have to have certain types of mayo and ketchup and dressing. And like, you can't put this and you can't put that and you have to buy the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just want a freaking Caesar salad with Caesar dressing. I just want the normal salad, please. So that didn't work. But I mean, I still do take away some stuff I did with that. That's probably the only positive experience I had with a quote unquote diet. But then I did the shake diet. But I mean, people, we can't eat two shakes a day forever. It's just not healthy. And that's all I have to say about that. That Um, sounds boring as hell. I would never want to do that. I mean, and then just like, yeah, you're you're going to lose weight eating shakes for every meal. But then whenever you start eating real food again, you're just going to gain you're just going to gain it back. But then the last diet I did right before we started working together was I got a meal plan from a health coach wasn't a dietitian, but I was told to eat the same five meals every single day for a month. And it was pretty much it was low carb, there are a few carbs in there, but not much when it was five really, really tiny meals, which is hard for me with my job. And just in general, like I'm normally a three meal kind of person. So I struggled with that. It just wasn't enough food. I was trying to work out on top of that, too. I was getting lots of headaches. I was getting dizzy. I was getting nauseous. I was starving. And it took a toll on my mental health because I had come home at the end of the day, like crying to my mom about how hungry I was. I would dread so much eating the same thing for dinner that I like wouldn't eat or I would try to force myself to eat it. And I literally would throw up because I was like, I can't eat an amame and a piece of pork one more time. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And I think that really breaks my heart because I know there's also other women out there that are following diets like this and food is not fun for them, right? I've been on those diets and those types of programs too, where you're literally standing in front of your fridge and you're like, there is so much food. Like you may have even gone to the damn grocery store, but you're standing there. Like I am so restricted that none of this food sounds good because your diet is boring, right? Do you want to live the rest of your life eating shitty ass food? I think not. Like you want to be eating food you actually enjoy. Yeah, I laugh because I tell my fiance, I was like, it's rabbit food. I feel like I'm eating rabbit food and no one wants to do that. And you're right, I did. I would open the fridge and I would look and I would have all these beautifully meal prepped food in all my little containers. And I'm like, I cannot eat that. Finally, when I was fed up with it, like week two, I like, because I think I only made it two weeks. I like calling my grandma and my aunt. I'm like, I have all this food. Do you all want some? Trying to get rid of it. Cause I'm like, I'm not eating this. And it's gross. I just, I like fun foods and food's a really big part of my life. I'm from the South. So it's important for me to still fit the things I love into my everyday meals. I mean, Mardi Gras. 
Victoria yeah. went this past year before coronavirus hit, before yeah. we knew all the issues with it. <laughs> yeah. And real talk, what did you have at Mardi Gras? And you still managed to keep that damn weight off, which is so amazing <laughs> and inspirational. King cake, alcohol, jambalaya, boudin balls, you name it, I had it. So, I mean, I didn't yes. overeat it. Normally I'd want like five boudin balls and like a whole king cake, but I just had a little bit and that was good. And I think that's such a huge win because for so many different programs, there is this list of approved foods and, you know, foods you have to cut out. And I think Whole30 is a, is a really great example of that. And I'm not here to shit on Whole30. That's not the point of this podcast, yeah. babes. But the truth is Whole30 can be amazing because of all of the nutritious fruits and veggies and, you know, a lot of the different stuff it does emphasize. But at the end of the day, if it works for you, I'm not here to debate that. But for most women that I work with, right, having a list of all these forbidden foods, it one, just makes you want them. And two, it reaches the point where you're not able to strictly not have them in your diet if you're going out and at social events or celebrating something that's part of your culture, right? Like Mardi Gras is massive in New Orleans. I have not been. I want to go when coronavirus ends, but it's such a huge part of not only the city, but your family and traditions. And are you going to say no to king cake just because it doesn't fit your diet? Like there's going to be a time before the day you die that you're going to want king cake again. So why not have a diet program and understand how many calories you need so you can then just fit it in compared to just cutting out the foods that you really do enjoy that you may not even be having every day to begin with. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think the whole 30 thing too, like it was so restrictive because you can't have certain foods. It was so long ago. I've blocked it off, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there were so many foods that like I wanted, but the list said I couldn't have it. But then like when I was done with the month, I was like, ah, I'm eating all the food because I missed it. So I'd rather have a little bit of king cake here and there and not binge and eat a whole one <laughs> at the end of the month. <laughs> That's a really good point. And I'll I'll leave it at this, babes. Victoria's so spot on. If you actually just allow yourself a little bit, that's actually better because it prevents you from binging and then having way more calories than if you just allowed yourself a little bit. Amen yeah, to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is a perfect segue. I want to talk about some of the tips you have for listeners that might be literally just starting their journey off today. So think of like Victoria day one and all the stuff you struggled with and shared with us. What would be some advice, maybe one to two pieces of advice that you'd give them? Well, I mean, I know this is like before I started the program, but dive in because I remember on our first coaching call, well, it was like the discovery call. I like wanted to work with you, but I wanted to like put off starting the program because I was going to Hawaii and then Disney and I was starting a new job. And I remember you said, if not now, then when you were like, there's always going to be an excuse. And that's something that I feel like it's important for people wanting to join the program or already in the program. If not now, then when? Like you just need to do the damn thing. And I think about that every day still to this day from what you told me, like there's always going to be an excuse and there's always going to be a reason that you don't want to work hard and try. So that's stuck with me because I just wanted to have excuses and put it off because I thought if I was like, I'm going to do this program that I just mysteriously and magically lose 10 pounds. That's not how it works. So don't sell yourself short. That's wild. Yeah. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Start today. Change your mindset and just go with it. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I know I said that to you. It's so wild. Like I vaguely remember this conversation now when we first met, which was like so long ago. Oh my goodness. But I think that's such an excuse that we all use, especially if we've dieted before. Like, you know, there's always going to be that diet here and there. And it's like, there's so much to choose from. So it kind of almost paralyzes us. and We don't know what to choose, but I think if you're truly serious about making this time around different for you, I ask my clients that all the time. I'm sure I've asked you that, Victoria. 
why is this time around going to be different? Because if you've failed chronically at dieting before, what's going to make this Monday as we're recording it different for you? You know what I mean? Like, why is this Monday and this new program that you're going to embark on? Why is this time around going to be different? And you're actually going to keep that weight off. And I think that's really where the essence of that question is. Like, if not now, when? Because if you're just continuously doing shit that isn't giving you results, you're going to keep getting those same results if you're not doing something different and really, really putting in the work. Right. Yeah. And I agree with that. And that takes me to my second tip is it's not always going to be easy. So like I have days where I'm running errands, like I'm doing things by myself with my mom, with friends, and I'm busy and I eat the dang Chick-fil-A. And could I have made a better choice? Yes. But did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. So it's always going to be a journey and you're going to make mistakes, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to set you back because that's the beauty and what you teach is that it's okay to eat the Chick-fil-A sometimes, but is it okay to eat it every day? Probably not. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I actually want to hold up here and talk about food guilt a little bit because I think the old Victoria, the old Lauren, oh my God, scratch that. The old Lauren, if I had Chick-fil-A, if I was pursuing weight loss, I would have a major freak out. I would be like, holy shit. I just had Chick-fil-A. I fucked up my diet. There we go. Where now I know obviously my mindset now and your mindset is, you know, we have that moment. We are on the go. We should have maybe prioritized ourselves and make something, you know, a little bit healthier for our goals. But like we tried to probably make it fit. Like how did you overcome that food guilt? Because all the other programs you were on, they would have said you're a failure for eating Chick-fil-A. Where now you've learned my method and really what I believe about food and nutrition, which should be, you know, weight loss can be fun. You can have the gym play and still lose weight and make it fit. How has that evolved for you? I guess it's like, not that I plan to eat Chick-fil-A, but like I always start off with a really good breakfast because that's one thing you can control because you're at home. And I know some people are running out the house, but like even on the go breakfast, you can make that healthy and, and sustainable for your day. So I think that's where it starts. You know, I eat a good breakfast and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to have the Chick-fil-A, but I know for dinner, I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm not going to go get Mexican. Like if I have the Chick-fil-A, I'm going to eat something healthy and eat a lot of veggies whenever I get home. So, I mean, I do make better choices at Chick-fil-A now. Like instead of getting a Coke, I'll get unsweet tea and like, I (laughs) I won't eat the whole thing of fries, even though I want to. So even though I'm eating a fun food, I still kind of make sure I don't overindulge in the fun food and just eat the whole thing of fries because it's there. Like once I'm full, I stop. So I think that's a big lesson I've learned, especially like, you know, I love hibachi, but like I used to go and eat the whole thing. But now I like, I can stop myself from eating. Like I only eat a third of the plate now instead of the whole thing. Whereas I used to like binge eat all of it just because I thought it was so good. (laughs) And it was there. And the example with Chick-fil-A is such a great example of yes every meal you have a choice but there are even like millions or even thousands of decisions around food you make a day I don't know the exact number off the top of my head but Chick-fil-A is a great example like you think of just your meal as that choice but there are so many different choices in all the foods and all the little parts of the meal that you get where even if you make one choice healthier you're bettering yourself for your weight loss goals. Say you even cut the calories by 100 or 200 in a meal because of a small swap that you make instead of always going for the large fry. Maybe you do a smaller fry or maybe you do the fruit sometimes and then you still allow yourself to get the crispy chicken fingers because they're damn delicious at Chick-fil-A. All these small swaps really do add up when it comes to weight loss and your your total calories there. Knowing a lot of like your mindset with breakfast and just how you structure your day with food to stay on track. Can you walk the listeners through the process of exactly how you were able to lose over 10 pounds in two months, which is wild? 
Yeah. So first, I know me and you talked like there's different ways you could go about it, counting the calories, the macros, just portioning. So I kind of tried a little bit of everything. I think I started out, if I'm remembering right, I think I started with the macros first, like putting all my food into the fitness pal. And then I tried to count macros. But I think I realized like after two weeks of that, like it just wasn't for me. So you suggested just counting the calories and taking pictures of all of my meals. So I definitely did that. But I feel like I input a lot of my calories in wrong because I was making my meals myself. And it was just really hard for me to track every single thing I was putting in. So I think taking photos of all of my foods and using measuring cups, like portion out, if I was going to eat rice or sweet potatoes, like actually measuring my food, I thought it might be too much for me and be too restrictive. But I actually found a lot of comfort in that. And I still do that to this day. Like my sister laughs at me because I always pull out the the half cup when we have rice and gravy. And she's like, what are you you're still doing that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing that because I don't need a whole cup of rice. And if I just use a spoon, I'm going to get myself way too much. So I think measuring everything out really helped me to lose the weight and balancing my plate with carb, protein and veggies from the get go. I definitely was not eating enough protein. And I was not eating enough veggies. I was just eating a lot of carbs. So really balancing that out, making sure I had three really good meals a day, I think helped me. I know like a lot of people like to add snacks in there too, but just with my job, it's too much. So I have to make sure that my meals are really, really, you know, healthy and hearty to keep me full. And then I feel like after month one, I kind of quit counting the calories altogether. And I just started holding myself accountable by taking pictures to send to you for you to take a look at it and make sure my portion controls just like even whenever I didn't have access to measuring spoons and stuff was okay. And then the last month I just maintained, I was, I know, you know, I was like really stressed out. So I lost the 10 pounds in two months and then I was able to maintain. And then I think we've been five or so months since we stopped working together. Yeah. And I've the still... time's gone by. Crazy. <laughs> this was all before coronavirus even yeah. happened back in like, what was it, March? But yeah, I mean, really hearing you kind of walk through the process of how you lost 10 pounds, it, it's super inspiring. I, I mean, I get comments every day, like, you know, calorie tracking can seem so like addictive and it's, you know, it just seems so hard. And the thing is, real, the reality is calorie tracking should not feel hard. And it is effort you have to put in at the beginning. But like, like so many of my clients, you're a phenomenal example of you put in the effort for one month, becoming aware of portion sizes, committing yourself to counting your calories and understanding the exact number that you roughly need to be able to see results. You were able to continue to lose weight and maintain your weight loss for now over five, six months because you understood those portions. And yes, you still use measuring cups, phenomenal things. I mean, I still use measuring cups when I'm making my oatmeal in the morning or whatever I'm doing because it's something that's just so easy to do. But you should get to the point when you calorie track that you don't need to track your calories and you can just focus on balanced eating and pairing the carbs, the proteins and the veggies and find a way of eating that works for you for life. Like that is true success with weight loss, not feeling like you're addicted to an app. Calorie tracking in my fitness pal is amazing, but it, it's not the solution to your weight loss problems. The solution is eating balance and understanding what's in your food. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, like I said, I maintained for our last month working together and then the past five to six months, but I was ready again to lose my last five pounds. So last week I started using my fitness pal again and kind of just making sure I was in that range and I lost one pound doing it on my own. Guys. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was finally ready to take the leap. I just, I don't know, you know, everyone's journey's different and I was okay and I was really happy with where I was at, but I wanted to lose 15 pounds. So we're, we're getting there. 
Absolutely. And I think especially for Victoria, I remember us vividly talking about this. You had set a goal for around 10 to 15 pounds. You hit that 10 pounds. Life got crazy. Guys, coronavirus is an amazing example of life getting crazy. Shit is going to hit the fan again. I promise you. I hope, God forbid, not with coronavirus. But in life, I mean, there's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs that do happen. But for Victoria, taking a step away, focusing on the balanced eating and healthy habits, she maintained her 10-pound weight loss. And now when the time is right when she has the mental capacity to pursue that last five pounds. Now she's putting in the work. Now she's, you know, figuring out how this is going to happen. But guys, I think this is such an important point that your weight loss journey is a journey. You don't have to rush this process. You know what I mean? Like give yourself some grace and sometimes even maintaining your weight is freaking phenomenal, especially through a goddamn pandemic. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this is awesome, Victoria. I would love to hear any advice to fit babes out there who are beginning their journey and they're not sure if they're going to actually be able to achieve their goals. What would you say to them? Well, first you can do it. I think my biggest thing was I tried to convince myself that it wasn't going to work. And I know that sounds so messed up, but try not to convince yourself that it's not going to work. Lauren's methods work. You have to trust the process. It's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It might not even happen in three months. But if you stick with it, you will see results. You will lose weight. You will feel better about yourself. And you're going to be really happy that you stuck it out because this is a lifelong journey. And this is something that you're going to carry with you until you're 100 years old because what I learned and what you taught me, it's not something that I'm just doing for now before I get married. It's something I want to teach my kids and, you know, have, have a healthy life and teach other people how to, to be healthy. I love that. And I love when you said you tried to convince yourself that this shit wasn't going to work. And I've heard this so many times from clients. I I have to ask you, why do you feel that way? Like when you started something new, what made you feel like, you know, this just isn't going to work for me. It may work for Susie. It may work for Kathy, but I don't know if it's going to work for Victoria. I don't know. I mean, I guess I just like, was like, this is too good to be true because I've tried so many other things and it didn't work. I mean, it would work. You'd lose two pounds, but then you'd gain it back plus some. So I was like, I don't know. I follow her Instagram and it seems pretty good, but I think it it really did work because it's a lifestyle change and you allowed me to eat my Chick-fil-A and have my Coke here and there and it didn't derail the process. And I was able to see that I could have these things that I love and I'm not going to get rid of and still reach my goals. I love that. Yeah. And I think it took you, even if you weren't a hundred percent sure of, and you were may have been skeptical of this process working because you have failed so many times. I mean, that's human freaking nature. Like when you failed at something a lot of different times, AKA weight loss, it makes sense for your body to try to, and your brain to defend yourself from doing another thing again, because you're scared of that rejection and that failure because we don't like failing. Heck, I don't like failing. Like failing sucks guys. But the truth is you just never approached it in a way that was balanced. So when you really understand understood what's in your food and how to fit in Chick-fil-A, you know, it made, it made dieting, dare I say that word, it made dieting easier for you. It made it like you weren't actually dieting, you were just eating and the result was weight loss. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. It's like, I don't feel like I'm on a diet and it's not a diet. It's my life and it's how I eat and what I eat. And that's what I like about it. Because if one more person says they're going on a diet, I'm just going to die. It's just not like, I don't know. It's just, it shouldn't be a diet. You should just be able to eat healthy and have the things that you want to have. Amen. Could we have ended that episode with a better freaking statement from Victoria Stein herself? I love it. Well, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we wrap up? I guess just some more advice would be to make sure you have a good support system. 
whether it be at home or the other people in the community on the Facebook group, accountability is really key. So if your family or your boyfriend or your husband, they support what you're doing, that's really great. And it's really cool to get them involved in your healthy habits too, because it'll rub off on them. But if you don't have a support system at home, that's why the, the Fit Babe community is so awesome because everything, everyone's going through the same thing that you are. They really want you to succeed. And it's really cool to see people getting excited about victories that people have, whether it's something really big or something small. Amen. And if the people, public service announcement, if the people in your life are not lifting you up, if your girlfriends and your significant other or whoever that you're sharing your journey with is, is holding you back, not saying that you have to defriend them, but maybe we need to mute them and really focus on the people that are amping you up and making you feel amazing because you feed off of the energy you're around. And it's so important to feel supported or else it could totally sabotage you. Even though you have all your ducks in a row, you have everything lined up. But if there's people bringing you down and being in a negative influence, they're not supporting you on your journey, it is going to make it harder for you. And it's going to make you not believe in yourself. You don't deserve that. Yeah, I agree. But I just want to thank you, Lauren, for everything that you've done for me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I I if you just saw my face. (laughs) It just helped me to, to be happy with myself again. And that's really the main goal of why I started this journey with you is I just wanted to feel confident in my own skin. And I think I got that back. So Victoria got her confidence back and I'm going to cry over here in a hot moment. So I love it. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was so amazing, Victoria. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Bye guys. Looking to lose 10, 20, or 30 pounds? You are not alone. I've transformed women to become fit babes all around the world with my proven method. Apply for my group coaching program at thesororitynutritionist.com.